Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of The Change, what we normalize podcast. I'm super excited about this episode. This is actually actually an exclusive uh, for Mother's Day for all of you tuning in. Uh, make sure to share this with your mothers, with your loved ones. And for me in this episode, I actually have my beautiful and lovely mother here with me, Miss Kathleen Doris. I know her as mom. Some know her as Miss Cat. Um, what do you want people to call you? Miss <laughs> Cat. All right, Miss Cat is fine. Miss Cat is fine. Um, so I'm super excited to have my mom here. Thank you, first and foremost, mom, for coming out and making the trip. Um, but yeah, during this exclusive episode, I, kn- I know I'm usually working with creative entrepreneurs during this season, um, but I thought it was super, super important that we highlight mothers. Um, it's super important, right? Especially for those of you out there that are single mothers. Um, I want you to understand that you have a story that is valuable um, and that your value and that your love. So Hopefully you gather a little bit of that from this episode um, as I talk to my mom and we kind of discuss back and forth. So thank y'all again for tuning in. Look, make sure y'all share, subscribe, leave a review. Y'all know the deal already. Like, make sure that happens. And uh, yeah, we're going to tap in, mom. So first and foremost, mom, how you feeling? I feel great. Good, good, good. I feel great. Good. So what I usually do with all my guests, I usually do a mental health check-in on a scale of 1 through 10. Um, and what that is, is just sharing how you feel mentally and emotionally today. Right. And I, I will say from a scale of one to 10, I'm at an eight. Um, I feel amazing. I'm very happy to be here, um, with my son. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, who would have visioned this? Like, cause you were just that quiet kid. I, I would have right. never guessed that you would that be at this, <laughs> at this place where you are right now. Not that you couldn't be, not that it couldn't be done, but just to see you at this position is is amazing. And I am very excited to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so another question that I love to ask, almost like a little icebreaker for people on the podcast, and I never asked you this before, um, but what's your favorite food and why? I would say chicken, only because that's fried what we, chicken or fried chicken. chicken. But I don't, I don't do fried anymore. I do a lot of grilled chicken. Mm-hmm. I don't even buy the oil and all that stuff at the house to tempt myself. And plus, I got an air fryer, which right. does fry my chicken. So that's what I use. But that's one of my favorite foods. Um, and I would say because that's the food that we grew up on. I would say that's the only reason why it could be like a favorite. I wouldn't say, you know, right, right, because we grew up on that. Yeah, for me, I feel like my episode. I mean, my answer changes like every episode. I feel like it was Big <laughs> Mac for a while. And the kids reminded me today that it was pizza. I love pizza. I can eat pizza whenever. Um, so, yeah, I'm around pizza. I, I'm going to say pizza today for this episode, but it might change on the next one again. Uh, but we'll see. So my second question, kind of like an icebreaker question before we go a little deeper, um, what's your favorite movie and why? Um, I like the movie War Room mm. only because it's structured around prayer, which I believe prayer is very, very important. Um and it's powerful, and it's, it's, it's definitely something that we need to use daily. So that movie mm. really captured my heart, and it kind of just kept me focused. And um, that's my one of one of the reasons why that's my one of my favorite movies because that that centered around prayer, that's the a power of prayer. That's a good one. That's a good. One. Isn't um Priscilla Shire? Priscilla Shire? Yes, she's in it as well. Yeah, all right. That's a very popular one and a very good uh, uh, movie as well for me. I always tell my guests, my favorite one is Pursuit of Happiness. Mm. Uh, Pursuit of I Happiness is my favorite. And it's more so the storyline, you know, how everything broke down, how he went through adversity. I love, like, tragedy to triumph stories. So yes. for me, it was powerful, especially a lot of the lines in there about, you know, not allowing people to limit you and yes. all these different things. So I love Very that. I watch movie. it often, probably like once a month. 
I love that movie. And if it's on TV, I just finish watching it. Um, so that, that's my favorite. But I love War Room. War Room is, a, is definitely a favorite, um, especially for those that are, you know, Christians and things like that. So, all right. So let's dive a little deep. There is a quote, mom, that I love to uh, share. I share it when I'm speaking and I, I, I utilize it for the podcast as well. And it is your story is about you, but it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for someone else. So with that quote in mind, I want you to share a little bit with our audience and the people that are viewing, um, you know, take us back, take us back, you know, to, you know, childhood, take us back to teen years, young adult, and kind of share, you know, a portion of your story or what you feel comfortable with leading up to where you are now with your mindset and stuff, because you wasn't always, you know, entrepreneurial mindset. Um, You weren't always at this place of peace. Um... You know, so I want to hear more about the backstory. And you've already shared like some stuff with me privately, mm-hmm. um, but I want you to be able to express those things to people, especially women, especially single mothers who are at a point of, you know, almost giving up hope and just feeling stressed and worried and depressed and not trying to, you know, trying to figure out how to do this thing and raise their children yes. and also not lose themselves. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you the floor to kind of share, sure. share a little bit. Sure. Um, Well, I grew up with a single mom. Um, My dad was not around, and um, I say from the time I was eight, he was out the picture. Um, And um, then my grandmother stepped in. She raised me from the time I was, I would say, about five up until about 16 she raised me. Um, Growing up in a single family, very dysfunctional, very dysfunctional. My mother was an addict. My my dad, when he was involved in our lives, he was an addict as well. So growing up in that was not easy. It was not easy. It was very challenging. Um, it caused a lot of low self-esteem. It caused a lot of fear, the fear of rejection, um, not being accepted by, you know, your peers and things like that. And then I also was a bully because I felt like I had to protect myself um, a lot. I had to protect myself from just things going on and things that have happened and me growing up with family members and without me going into detail, I'm pretty sure you guys can read between the lines, um, you know, things that, that went on. And um, then um, it was, I was 18 when I got pregnant with, with you. And um, me and his dad were still together, you know, had a, you know, we raised him well and things like that. But then that didn't last long because we we were two broken people coming together. Right. Two broken people coming together does not last. That does not work. Um, although we wanted to make it work and we tried, but it, it just didn't work. But we it, it didn't damage us in a way where we didn't raise you properly. Right. We did. You, you were fed. You were clothed. We didn't have no issues with that. Um, but then life went on, and I, he went his way. I went my way. Um, still had some struggles going on, um, but I was one of them one of them people that would push through no matter what was going on. I was very resilient. I was very like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to keep moving at whatever cost it took. Um, faced homelessness. Um, and when raising y'all, I, you know, moved around a lot, but then I finally got settled and then my sister passed. Um, she passed and I ended up taking, she had a total of six children, but I ended up taking a, um, Three, her last three, I ended up taking custody. So I went from two children to five children overnight, literally overnight. So that was challenging in itself, but I stuck in there. And, I, you know, at this point, I'm a born-again believer. I'm, you know, standing on the word of God. So that definitely gave me the strength and the push to go forward. Outside of that, I don't think I would have been able to stand. 
Mm -hmm. I probably would have fell apart. Um, however, I did have my mom there who was, you know, she wasn't always there for me when I was younger, but when, in my adulthood, she had given her heart to the Lord. She, you know, changed her life around. So she was a big help and a big support as far as, you know, raising y'all and, you know, being there for y'all when I had to travel, she was there. And, um, I just thank God that he, he kept my mind because there was some stuff that came up that could have really took me out of here. Um, when my sister passed, that was devastating because it wasn't planned. It wasn't, not planned, but it wasn't something that we were expecting. It right. wasn't expected. It was unexpected, and it was devastating because mm -hmm. she had six children that she left behind. So, you know, taking on the three, and then the other three went with different family members. So I took the bulk of the, the bunch. Right. Um, so that transition was was uh, very serious, and it was and it was August, and school started in September. So I had immediate transition because the kids mm. had to go. To, everybody had to go to school. Right. <laughs> um, but with the Lord's help, He gave me the strength and He gave me the ability to do it. And everybody got in school. We got settled. However, I'm raising three children that I didn't raise from birth up. So the the raising them was totally different. Like trying to bring them into our culture, not our culture, our way of raising like I'm, I'm a, I was about y'all reading they were about the game you right. know w w was only because of what they learned not because of you know that was their that's what they learned that's what they knew and you guys knew opposite of that right. um so it was it was challenging but we we got through it mm. and we moved forward and um you guys became you know you guys were in high school and then we had the sports going and everybody all five of y'all did sports which mm. was very interesting. So I'm running like a chicken with my head off, trying to keep up with everybody's game. Now, right. at this point, I'm still single. Mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, hanging in there as this parent for everybody. And it was rough. It was rough, but I hung in there. And I had some battles because you're dealing with different personalities. Um, I had to deal with my nephews and nieces, different personality, and they had to deal with me. So it was a transition for all of us. Right. It was a transition for all of us. Mm -hmm. So once you guys got through high school and all that good stuff, then, you know, then we had some other challenges that we were facing that, I, you know, we had to face homelessness. And then now I'm pregnant with your brother right. at 41 years old, pregnant, like devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Could not even believe that it happened. I was married. Thank God he's a lawful child. I was married. Um, but it was that was challenging in itself. And it wasn't an easy pregnancy. And I literally almost died having him. Like yeah, literally. Yeah. Who was, was it? Nanny sharing a story mm -hmm. with me about that. Yes, somebody was sharing a story with me because she was there. Okay, nanny was, it might have been she nanny. was there at the hospital with me. Thank God, because she was praying and calling heaven down. But um, you know, God kept us, and we're here to tell the story about it. Mm. But to the single moms, my 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 thing to you would be just hold on to what you know, stand on what you believe in. Mm -hmm. Don't let don't let your um your situation shape you. Because mm. if you allow it to shape you, then you're not going to be any good to nobody. Right. So that's what I had to learn. And it was only because I was reading a lot of books. I was putting stuff in me. You have to put positive stuff in you in order to be able to give it back out. If I didn't put anything in me and, if I, and I was very um, focused on my association. So I didn't hang around a lot of people. Y'all never seen me have a bunch of people at the house. I just right. was not that person. So if you, would, you know, what you put in is what you're going to get put out. So I was very right. um, focused on that, and I taught y'all that that association is everything. Who you hang around is who you become. That's very so true. So that was one thing, and you know, I didn't let y'all go in nobody's house. I didn't. <laughs> we we didn't play none right. of them games, you know, because I didn't know how they were living. I didn't know how they they were raising their kids. So I didn't want anything that was going to alter how I was raising y'all. Mm. I didn't want anything to alter that. So that was my 
stick and stay. So today I am an entrepreneur. Um, I'm also very busy in ministry. Um, and I, um, what else do I do? I'm a home care provider by trade. I actually do home care and I love it. I love taking care of older people. Um, it's, a, it's, uh, it's just amazing. I just really do love doing what I do. However, I want to do it because I want to, not because I have to. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's my reason word. of, you know, pursuing entrepreneurship and, and seeking that and, you know, stepping out in that because we all have gifts in us hmm. that God placed in us. And it's up to us to find out what that gift is right. and capitalize on that gift. So that's what I would give to any single parent. You can do it. It's nothing you can't. It's nothing that you can't do. You just have to put your mind to it and say, "This is what I'm going to do, and this is I'm going to stick and stay to it." Mm. And I'm learning that every day. Am I perfect? No. I make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall, but you have to get back up. Right. You can't stay down. And and not not even just for you. You can't stay down for you. You got to get up for somebody else that's waiting for you. Right. You know. So that's what I would give. Now that's thank you. Uh, first and foremost, for, <clears throat> you know, being vulnerable and transparent and sharing a lot of that, because I know it's not easy, and I definitely know it wasn't easy raising us and all of those <laughs> different personalities in one house, one introverted, one extroverted, one is out of control, the other one, like, that was um, some interesting times, but at the same time, I think that it was um, beneficial to, to kind of grow up and have certain experiences, even if they're challenging. Um, because like we were listening to on a ride up about, you know, your scars, they show, mm-hmm. you know, resilience and things like that. I think it's important that we have those those scars and that everything isn't all beautiful because then we have something to share value yes. with other people. So you went through all of those different situations, all of those different trials from childhood all the way up into adulthood, um, even with, you know, having Josiah at, well, you're 41, 41 say 41, all of those different things are like it, it allows you to have this experience where. For the mothers out there, they can actually hold on to some substance. Yes. And it's not this picture perfect thing. It's like, nah, it's raw, it's the truth, this is what it is. But at the end of the day, you can still grow through it all. You can still be resilient mm-hmm. through it all. And I think that's what I really wanted to highlight. And that's why I'm excited that you're here because I wanted to highlight that for Mother's Day because we celebrate Mother's Day and you know, you get the cute mugs and you get a bunch of gifts. But I want to celebrate the resilience of mothers out there, both, you know, those that are married, single, um, you know, maybe dating, whatever the case is. I want to celebrate those mothers because I think that's the most challenging job ever, in my opinion. It's like if you can raise somebody um, and they can become a halfway decent human, it's like, yeah, that's that's hard to do, Mm -hmm. you know, especially for myself. I'm thinking as a young man, it's like I can imagine just. Being a single mother and birthing a child, well, carrying a child, birthing a child, raising the child, all these different things, and having to put up with so many different emotions and trials, and then still have to essentially almost be like superwoman, and then mm-hmm. not forget myself in the process, which yes. is, which is tough. So, I do want to ask this because a lot of people do get caught up in motherhood and they become only just mothers, mm-hmm. and they lose themselves and the children. And when I'm talking to parents, I always say, you know, your children are your priority, but you're the main priority. If you don't take care of you, then you can't really take care of them or you give them a mediocre version of yourself. And that's not beneficial for nobody either. So I want you to share briefly um, how how do you not or how did you not lose yourself into just being a mother because it was so much? It's like, how were you able to kind of like find identity and find your passion and your drives to go ahead and do the work that you do and continue to still dream big? Because a lot of people. After a certain age, they just stop dreaming and, and you know, they just kind of fall 
victim to whatever that label is mm-hmm. that they have. But you're a mother, entrepreneur, you know, healthcare worker, like all these different things. Like you wear multiple hats. It's like, how do we not lose ourselves in just raising children? Or how did you not lose yourself? Well, as I said before, association is everything. Right. I had to ask for help. It's not a one-man show. You can't do it by yourself. That's important. I want y'all to listen. She said you, you have to ask for help. You have to ask for help. You can't You can't do it by yourself. I had Aunt Charlotte there. I had different people from the church that I reached out to. Mm. Um, in the beginning, it was kind of like, oh, I can do this. And I wore myself thin, mm. literally, mentally and physically, I wore myself thin. And I had to wake up and say, okay, Kat, no, you cannot do this by yourself. Like, what are you doing? Right. And once you reach out for help, then you get you get that help, but you have to you have to accept the help. Because sometimes we think we these superwomans. We think we, we can do it all and we can carry all the weight. But no, God didn't even create our bodies to, to carry that. Facts. He, he didn't create us that way. Hmm. You know, but um, when you reach out to other people and you seek help and there's plenty of books that you can read and get help as well, because hmm. I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting back to reading because I was a big reader in the beginning. I was, you know, reading a lot. But now I'm getting back to that because it really helped me. And it depends on what you're reading. Right. And you have to want it because I can tell you all day what you got to do. But if you don't want it, it's not going to benefit you. Not. Hmm. It's not going to benefit you. Not. So you have to want to be do better. You have to want. To, because you can see the difference in how I raised you and how I'm raising your brother now. Because yeah, the mistakes how that I raised y'all, and I wasn't a bad mother with y'all, no. but it was some things that I did with y'all that I'm not doing with him. Yeah, that's growth because you just don't know what you don't know. Exactly, how, and you exactly. Grow and evolve. So I wouldn't even expect you to raise him the same. It's like you should be raising him different because you're growing and evolving and you know gaining more wisdom and more experience. Like, oh, okay, maybe I won't do that what I did with you. Right. Right, and I and trust me, it was a learned <laughs> lesson. I had 19 years to, to right, learn, right? Because it wasn't 19 years; it wasn't until 19 years later that I had him after Joshua. So, mm. you know, so you know, you live and you learn. But um, and don't and don't be so hard on yourself because sometimes we can be our worst critic. Right. For years, I carried around, and I never really talked to nobody about it. But I carried around for years guilt, like I didn't do enough, mm. or did I do enough, or um, this one could be better, or you know, no, I had to let that go. Right, I had to let that go and move on because what that was doing it was it was paralyzing me. Mm. It was paralyzing me mentally. It was paralyzing me. Right, right. Like I couldn't see beyond where I was at at that point. But now I'm to the point like I'm free. Right. <laughs> I ain't walking to that. Nope, that's over. That's the past. Let's move forward. Because if you're focusing on your past, you ain't gonna see your future. You Ooh. ain't gonna you ain't that's gonna you ain't gonna walk in that because you're so focused. It's gonna hold. It's gonna grip you. It's gonna hold you there, mm. and you ain't gonna be able to move. And I refused. I had to. I had to. I had to cut the tie. Like, hold up. Nope. We're gonna cut that off. That's over. Because you walk around with stuff. You know, stuff that happened. That you know, when we was homeless and stuff. And I walked around with that guilt for a long time. Mm. But I let that go, and, and now I'm moving forward. And I'm right. just expecting better. We have to expect better. Right. You have to inspect what you expect. Mm. That's the truth. Expect better. Yeah, because a lot of people get caught in that, and it's like. The difference between they feel guilty and they feel shame and it's like guilt is like oh you did something wrong it's like all right you know you made a mistake then we can move forward but when people feel shame they feel like who they are is wrong mm-hmm. and that's when people start to lose hope so i'm glad that you were able to persevere and overcome that um that's extremely important and what that does is for us as your you know as your sons because you have three boys and then also for you know josiah who's the youngest he gets to see someone persevere and grow and get better and better and better over time which I think is powerful. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really happy that you shared that. And I hope that, you know, those that are watching, whether you're a mother or not, that you're gaining some value from this. 
in regards to how to be resilient and what that takes. And she didn't never she never said throughout any of this that it was easy like whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said it is possible and it's necessary for you to be resilient. So um, as we kind of come to, I would say, a close for this episode, um, I do want to share something because you came with I always have my guests come with a quote. So, of course, my mom came with a quote. And your quote is, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yes. Um, What does that mean to you? That means you have to be very mindful what comes out of your mouth. Mm. Um, Because once it's out, it's out. Whether it's a positive affirmation, whether it's a negative affirmation, Mm. you have to, what you speak will come to pass. And if you're speaking life, then you're going to live a wonderful life. But if you speak in death, you're going to live a a defeated life. Mm. So I had to, um, you have to govern what you're going to say. You have to think before you talk, before you talk. That's why he only gave us, that's why he gave us two ears and one mouth. Right. right. Two ears to listen. Right. And this one mouth to be very, to shut it up. Sometimes we just have to be quiet. Right. (laughs) Sometimes we just have to be quiet. And, And you don't always have to have an answer for everything. So I'm I'm learning, and I have learned this over the years, and I've always been a stickler of that, that of speaking. You know, right. I, I cannot stand negativity. It bothers me to the core. I'm the same way. I can't I don't be wanna, around it too long. I don't want to be around. I, I can't. And it's not that I don't care and I don't have compassion I for love you. you. I just but if I say, okay, uh, let's let's change this around. Like I had a friend of mine. She kept saying, I can't do this, and I and I can't. I said, well, let's let's switch that around. How about we say you can. Right, and she and she just paused, like, cause she was shocked that I even said it. I said, "How about we say you can?" Because in herself, she couldn't even see herself doing it. Mm. If you can't see it, you can't seize it. Right. So you have to be able to see it, but you it, you ain't gonna see it talking negative, positive and negative. Don't give a positive, yo. Know, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You got to speak either positive or negative. It's one or the other, right? Yeah, you know, you got to speak one or the other. So I'm very, I'm much a stickler on speaking positive words, not saying anything negative. And have I said stuff negative over the years? Yes, I'm sure I have. But then I realized, and then you have to capture that. You're like, hold up. Yeah, and then you move forward. (laughs) You know, let me cast that down and let me get back on track. Right. You know, and I'm not saying I'm this perfect and I speak everything on point all the time. No, but I I think, that's what the Bible says, be swift to hear and slow to speak. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's. That's one of my favorite. I don't even know if it's a quote, but it's a scripture. But that's my favorite scripture, yeah. and I try to, and I, tr- and I definitely live by that every day. Mm. That's good. That's good. I hope y'all, y'all really understood that and captured that. So, what I want to do um, before we kind of close out is the signature question of the show. And as you know, the name of the show is "Change What We Normalize," and I believe that everybody has their own definition of what that means to them. That's why I love it so much. So, I want to hear from you. Um, what does change what Mm. we normalize mean to you Mm. i think we normalize as parents we normalize um traditional stuff we normalize oh your kids got to go to college they got to do this we we make that normal when that's really not normal Mm -hmm. maybe they don't want to go to college maybe they want to go to a technical um a technical school or something like that. So we have to change that. We have to allow God to direct them. That's for one, for those of us that, you know, know the Lord or whatever. Um, For those of us that don't, you you have to allow them to give you that direction and not be the parent to say, oh, you're going to college. Oh, you're going here and give them that direction. No, we got to change that. We got to allow them to explore, basically. 
like that. What is what are you seeing them? What do you what what gifts do you see in them? Because usually that's the field or the lane that they flow the in. Gifts, when yeah. you were a kid, yeah. you used to always walk around. We still talk about this, and I don't know if you remember, but every day you walked around with a pencil in your hand. And you would always be, every single day, you was walking around <laughs> with a pencil. And I look at you today now, and you're writing. You, you, you literally can write, like, stories. And I remember one of the teachers in fourth grade. You wrote a story by Michael Jordan. You mm. had to do an essay. And I remember her calling me. The teacher called me and said, did you write, did you help him with? I said, no, I didn't help him with one. She could not believe <laughs> how, the, you know, so that mean, that was your gift. That's your gift. And now you're flowing in your gift. You don't wrote, what, three, four books? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now, you know, usually you can identify what your children's gift is if you pay close attention right. to what they do most. Mm. So we have to change that. We have to not be so focused on what the world say. Oh, they got to go to college. They got to get a job. They got to. Yeah. No, they might be an entrepreneur. Let them be an entrepreneur. What's wrong with that? Right. Let them venture out and do what, what, you, what they believe in their heart that God called them to do. So that's mm. what I believe. We need to change what we normalize. That's good. That's really good. I never even thought about that. <laughs> the two and two. It's funny because you said that. I remember, I remember that paper because I remember putting it in the little, mm -hmm. what was it the little clear plastic mm -hmm. thing? Yeah, in the clear plastic. I wanted it to be like perfect, and I remember that. That's wow. You even drew a picture. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's deep. And I it was because the, the teacher could not. She said, "I took it home and showed my sister because I could not <laughs> believe." I remember that, and I remember that. That's amazing. Wow, wow, man. So look, hopefully y'all really gained some value from this. Um, this has been an amazing, amazing conversation. Let me know if y'all want me to bring my mom back on a podcast, uh, not just for Mother's Day, but just in general. Um, I think we would love to have you you back on. Um, really quick, mom, share with the the viewers, the listeners, um, how can they get in touch with you, like your social media? I think it, you're on... Uh, um, I'm on Instagram and I'm only on okay. Facebook. I don't do the Twitter stuff because I have no idea what I'm doing. But um, on Instagram, is K-Wealthy. I'm under K-Wealthy. And on Facebook, I'm under my first and last name, which is Kathleen Doris. D-O-R-R-I-S. D-O-R-R-I-S. So I'll make sure to put those in the show notes too. So if you don't know, Mom, at the end of every podcast episode, this started in season two, um, I say a prayer to end it out. Um, but being that it's Mother's Day, it's a special episode I would like you to say a prayer to close out this episode. Amen. That's cool. Sure, right, absolutely. So Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be in your presence. You said, Lord, that you would never leave us nor forsake us. And Father, I just pray and I lift up every mother that may be listening, every That's mother right. that will listen. Father, I just pray right now in Jesus' name, God, that you would give them the strength that you will keep, uh, help to keep their minds intact, God. Father, I pray, God, that you will give them the wisdom on how to raise their children, God, or even their grandchildren. There's some out there that's raising their grandchildren. God, I pray that you will give them the wisdom and the insight, God. And, Father, I pray that your, uh, your blanket of peace will cover them, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for all that you're doing, all that you're going to do. We ask, Lord, that you continue to bless this podcast, God, in the name of Jesus. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So thank you, mom, for that amazing, amazing prayer. Um, again, as always, I love y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you tap in. Uh, make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review, send this to somebody you love. Watch this on Mother's Day with your mother. Um, and to all the moms out there, uh, we love you, um, your value, Amen. your scene, your heard. Um, and we want you to be resilient and understand that the things that's in your heart that God placed in you, you can still make those things happen. You just have to continue to believe and push through. I promise it will get better. And as always, this is The Change, what we normalize podcast. I love y'all. Peace.